Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Hashtag GG, and I hope you guys have been doing super awesome, and today I have an exciting guest. Her name is Tabia Marslin, and she is studying computer science at Valley House University in Canada, and she is a hobbyist developer for several years using platforms like Game Maker, Studio, and Unity, and releasing games on itch.io. Everybody, welcome in, Tabia. Hey, everyone. Hey, Tabia. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> all right so obviously we start out with our good old friend first question what is your favorite game and what is it about i'm really excited about this question i have <laughs> lots of answers but usually what i say my favorite game is is the legend of zelda twilight princess oh. and there's several reasons for this i really like the legend of zelda as a series overall um i've played most of the games in the series and just adventure rpgs as a genre is really appealing to me, like getting to be the hero, you know, saving the world. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. And then Twilight Princess in particular, uh, partially for nostalgia reasons, like um, for Christmas in 2007, me and my older brother got a Wii. Mm -hmm. And that was really exciting, like our first console ever. And we got Twilight Princess with that. And I think we stayed up for eight or ten hours well into the night just playing <laughs> playing the game just we didn't even get past the tutorial but it was really fun so that that's the nostalgia aspect and then i also really like the game just because it has a really great story and in particular there's this character named midna and she's like this really sassy she's the twilight princess so she's like the evil kind of queen but she's also really helpful to you as a character and she's always with you throughout the entire game. So I really enjoyed having someone, like, usually it's just Link, who's a male hero by himself. And I really enjoyed having that female sidekick in that game. Yeah, it sucks because I can't remember any of, like, the Zelda series. You've never um, played any of them? I personally haven't. I've always been a backseater in watching people play it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was watching my brother on that first day, too. <laughs> but since then, I've replayed it many times. Oh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't. I got into games like really late into my like childhood. So Yeah, I was really fortunate to get into them early. That's great. What part of the game did you like it the most? As I mentioned, Midna having that side character. And in the beginning, when she's introduced in particular, you there's this kind of mystery. Like you have no idea who she is and you don't know that she's the Twilight Princess and that she, she just kind of seems like a bad, evil character. But you find out at, towards the end of the game that she's actually the ruler of her kingdom and people really like her plot twist <laughs> yeah. the story is really great i guess you really like games with like a lot of story yeah plot. definitely story driven games are most of my favorite games what made you get into games or was that 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 game was the the, no, the break that point? wasn't the first one oh. um when i was four years old i actually stole my brother's game boy <laughs> from his room <laughs> and he was playing pokemon red at the time and I actually deleted his save file and <laughs> made my own save file and started playing Pokemon Red. He was really mad at me, but I enjoyed the game a lot. So my parents <laughs> got me my own Game Boy after that so I could play it myself. Aw, that's really nice. It's like everything you just took from your brother. It's like... <laughs> yes. So was he the one that kind of also made you get into games? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in my childhood, games were particularly a way to connect with him. Um He's quite a bit older than me, five years older, mm. and he's still really into games, and we always just played games together. I would watch him play games, 
and just kind of spend lots of time together that way. That's awesome. So my question here ties in. So how did games influence like your life? Yeah, so sort of before age 10, during my childhood, it was really a way to connect with my brother and, you know, just for entertainment as a kid. And then after age 10 was when I really started seriously becoming interested in them myself. Like I started developing games when I was 11. Mm -hmm. And then I really sort of dove into this world of indie game development and I found it like a creative outlet for me to make games. Um, I like making games even more than playing them, I would say. So how did you learn about making games? Because you started at such a young age, at 11, you said, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. So when I was 11, I asked my dad for a laptop because I wanted to play games on the laptop. Um, And he said he would pay for it, but only if I learned how to program and to make my own games. I was really intimidated at first. (laughs) I was really lucky that he did that, though. He's... Um, he's a programmer himself, so he kind of knew how important it was. And it, like, it's a life skill for anyone. And I'm really glad that I got to learn that at such a young age. Yeah, 11 is really young. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome that you were able to start that age. So you fell in love with programming and you now are going to school for computer science. Yes, I am. So, because um, I know some people sometimes they really like making it, but they never go towards like computer science what made you finally like decide that yeah you want to like a career in this yeah I wasn't sure right away obviously at 11 (laughs) that's pretty young to decide your whole future and I have other interests as well like music was a big thing for me during Mm -hmm. high school and so I almost went to study music but I ultimately think that games are really important in my life and I reflected back on how much they've impacted my life so I really want to go towards that direction and I figured that computer science and programming could really help me get there so computer science is like such a vast field and yeah. I know like there's some schools that have particularly for like game development. What made your, yeah. did, how did you make a choice between going to a school purely for game development over something for like computer science? Yeah, I consider that as well. Um, but I really like programming in general. Like I'm not just interested in games. I think that programming is really fun and I like maths and sciences as well. So I figured that having a general computer science degree can never hurt, you know. The games industry can be pretty unpredictable, so having that degree to back me up would be great. Yeah, that's something like me and another um, guest were actually talking about, how computer science is like a safety net. Yeah, that's exactly what it was for me too. Yeah, and I know some people go into like game development school for just purely game development, and I think that's awesome if like you really, really want to go towards it and that's your ultimate goal in life go for it but like for some people if like you're not sure you want to like stay in that area computer science is always a safety net for you yes and Um, i am pretty sure that i want to go into games but (laughs) still fun to have more knowledge yeah definitely so how did you decide on like making your games and then publishing them on itch.io yeah so i started out when i was 11 well, first, my dad introduced me to Java, which was mm. pretty complex. That's like an <laughs> advanced programming language. So I I did that for a couple months, but then I moved on to Scratch, which is for kids. It was developed by MIT, mm-hmm. and it's specifically to teach kids how to program. And there's a huge community around Scratch of people who make games with this program. So I really got into that and started releasing my games online on Scratch's website. And lots of people started looking at them. Like, I think I had, like, 25,000 people 
see some of those games. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty insane as like a 13-year-old then. And then as I got older, I kind of found that that audience is a lot of kids. And I wanted to learn more advanced programming languages as well. So that's when I started to move towards like Game Maker Studio and Unity and learning um, these kind of industry standard engines. And then also releasing those games on itch.io, which I think is a really good platform for indie developers. All right. So what kind mm-hmm. of genre would you want to fall into? Like you said indie, but like, is there something you would you want to expand to like make games for like specifically for Xbox and certain other engines? Yeah, that's... I'm not entirely sure yet. I'm still pretty early. Um, I know that I want to do programming, but there's still so many facets there, like gameplay programming or graphics engineer. Um, And then, like you said, indie development is what I'm doing right now, mostly because of circumstance. I lived in a small town and there was no one else to develop with. Mm -hmm. So I started out that way, but I don't know. I would like to go for a AAA studio as well. Or mobile game development is something I'm pretty interested in right now. So what keeps you motivated to stay in Kamsai? Well, so far, I've really enjoyed the program. At my particular university, like, there's so many different experiences. Like, we have co-op programs, so you can go and work in industry and try out different jobs, see what you like. And then just the people around here are also really great. Um, We have a women in technology society at my university. So I've made lots of friends that way and lots of inspiring women who are interested in similar things to me. So that's definitely been a huge motivator for me. I think that's super awesome because you get to network as well and meet other amazing women. Yeah. Uh, So how does it feel like to be a programmer, like specifically a programmer like who wants to be in the game development? Because I noticed that there's not a lot of like programmers that are girls. Yeah, that's the thing. Most people will come up to you and assume that you're an artist because um, <laughs> most women in games are artists um, and I think being a programmer in a mar- already marginalized field is pretty difficult um, people might not take you seriously like I experienced that at university as well we have about a 18% female to male ratio in my computer science program yeah that's pretty yeah so <laughs> I've done a lot of group projects where I've been you know, the only girl in the group. And then they don't take you as seriously. They don't think that you can program. Or if like it's like a quote unquote, like just a hobby thing, like you don't, yeah. you're not going to go fully into it. And I, I've, I felt the same way um, on my right. computer science classes where it's like, yeah, I'm like, I love programming. I'm not an artist, um, but <laughs> I love code. That's, that's, that's yes. what it is. But they don't, they don't see it kind of that way. They're like, oh, well. Well, you're just saying that because you don't I know. you don't know how difficult it can be. And I'm like, what, what has that to do with anything? It's difficult for everybody. I've seen a, guy, a bunch of my guy friends drop computer science and go to e-com. So like, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I felt that way like throughout high school too. I was taking really intensive math and science courses, and people would be like, "How are you doing that?" Like when all the rest of my class would be males, mm. and they really wouldn't take me seriously, even with just math and science. Did you have, like, a software engineer class um, in your high school? No, I didn't have anything computer science related, actually. That was all pretty self-taught. Okay. So what did you use to self-teach yourself? Because I know that there's a lot of people out there who want to, like, learn self-teaching as well. Yeah. So, as I mentioned, my dad tried to start me out with Java. (laughs) And he actually bought me, like, a Java for Dummies book. (laughs) 
So I still have that, and I still do refer to that sometimes just to see the basic syntax. But I really think that for kids, programs like Scratch are way better because they're so visual and you can see what's going on and you can really understand it better. Yeah. And then um, I think lots of community resources and reaching out to people who know what they're doing. Like I made a Twitter account and I started just messaging all sorts of people like, how did you do this? I mean, that's a that's a great thing that you actually reached out to other people. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure I annoyed a bunch of people <laughs> as a kid. But. No, you're just curious and you just had that drive to learn. I think that's super amazing. It was worth it in the end, I'd say. Definitely. So, because I know um, back in high school, we also used Scratched. Um, that oh, was yeah. like our... <laughs> That was our um, our intro to what quote unquote computer science is, and I feel like Scratch was a good way to learn how to how code essentially functions. Yeah, and how like you have to think a certain way. You're it's no longer like think, oh, it's just like a one step kind of thing. That one step takes a hundred steps. Yeah, I didn't even realize at the time like how much important knowledge I was gaining from that. Like, it taught me what a variable was and, like, what a function is Mm -hmm. and a for loop and an if statement. And I saw all that, but I didn't really know how important it was going to be later on. How did you learn, like, a lot? Because I know, like, the gaming industry, like, the game development industry has a lot of, like, careers in it. When did you learn, like, about all of these specific careers and which one you know you want to kind of jump into? I really didn't learn about that for a long time. (laughs) Even when I was making games myself, I thought... People just made games, like, all by themselves. Mm. And as a kid, I thought it was just some kind of magic. Like, know, one person in their basement maybe makes games. Um, I, then, love, I love how you put in the one person in the basement. It's just, it's always yeah. that stigma. I know, right? That's what I thought as a kid, too. So I wasn't super convinced about games um, until a bit later. Like, especially when I was researching for university and thinking about what I wanted to do with my life later on. Um, I looked into all these careers and I am just still discovering how much there is out there. Um, at first I just went from being, I want to make games to, I want to be a game programmer. And now I'm like, oh, well, there's still gameplay programming and UI programming and mm-hmm. graphics engineering and all these different fields within programming. Yeah. It kind of rolls in. It's like one easy step has a hundred steps. <laughs> yes. There's so many different fields out there. Yeah. Do you think, like, without the the help of your own father, would you think you would have, like, eventually wanted to stay in game development? Um, I've always had an interest in math and science, as I said. Mm -hmm. And then another thing I like about games is that it also incorporates that creative aspect, uh, like art and music, um, to create this whole artistic experience. So I think the medium itself has always appealed to me. And... Mm -hmm programming I think would always have appealed to me it's just that if I hadn't had my dad as I said we didn't have any courses in high school for it so I would never have been introduced to it so I don't know when in life I would have gotten to know about games and programming as much as I did without my dad yeah I think it's important to have somebody backing you up and helping you yeah when you're 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 trying to get into game development it's not easy trying to get there it's Mm -hmm. um and a lot is self-teaching because a lot of places don't teach. Exactly. I think we need a lot more high school programs 
that standardized computer science because it's so important in our society today when everyone uses computers. How has your journey been releasing games in itch.io? Well, back with Scratch, I really got to know like what that was like, like sharing your work online and putting yourself out there. That was pretty difficult because I did get quite a few hate comments like this game sucks, you know, when 25,000 people can see it. Um, Aww, yeah. Sucks. And it's been mostly positive on itch.io. I think the type of people who use that platform are a lot more receptive to indie developers who are learning still and might not be making the most amazing games in the world. You're also learning Unity. How is that going? Yeah, so that's my current journey right now is that (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to move away from Game Maker Studio, which is what I used before, and 2D games, and trying to move into the realm of 3D, which is a whole other ballpark, Um, and learning C-sharp code, which... In school, we mostly still do Java, so I haven't really gotten to know a lot about that yet, but I'm still teaching myself. Definitely. I know in my school, we're learning C++, so it's like... Oh, yeah? (laughs) It's close, but not that close. Syntax is still different. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I just wish, like, there would be more places where they would teach kind of the standard... um, Yeah. ...game-making, like, engines. (laughs) I know, yeah. In high school, if I had been introduced to that, that would have been great. Yeah, a lot, a lot go, a lot plays into like the introduction of the industry itself. I've seen. Yeah. And definitely. for some, they may market it more towards guys because that's kind of like the realm they want, you know, mm-hmm. to be in mm-hmm. it. And sometimes I feel like they should market it more towards girls as well because you know we also like making games. Like games is such a broad thing and. A lot of creativity, a lot of ideas go in it. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. just like how I was saying, I really like story driven games. And I find that when girls make games, it's so much more diverse, like <laughs> what goes into it and the type of stories we get and the type of experiences. Because um, when guys really are running the industry, we see a lot of, you know, shooters and the same kind of action oriented gameplay. And I really like those kind of story-driven, more peaceful games. And I think that with more girls going into the industry, we'll get more of those kinds of games. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, with more diversity, more ideas, more ideas. Like the market can get a lot broader and bigger, which is great. Yeah, Um, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, that's great to have to look out. Is there anyone that you currently look up to? There's a lot of people, um, especially at my university now. I was saying we have the Women in Technology Society. And so I've become friends with some of these older students who are already working in jobs who are so inspiring to me. They're really wonderful girls. Um, And then there's also people on Twitter, people that I see online who are making games by themselves or in studios and working in this field, which is really inspiring to me. So what what are your plans like? your upcoming plans that you you hope as a as a small right now indie developer do you want to release more games like what type of games and what can we expect yeah so as i said i'm working on learning unity Mm -hmm. and then i'm also really getting into mobile gaming right now Mm -hmm. that was something that i never really grew up with i actually didn't have a phone until last year so (laughs) that's a whole new um, industry for me. So I've been playing a lot of mobile games and I've also been learning Unity and trying to make my own mobile games. 
So I'm hoping that for 2019, my goal is to release a mobile game. And what type of mobile game are you looking to release? Um, I see that a lot of mobile games are pretty arcade-like, mm -hmm. uh, just quick, casual experiences. But I also think that we can do better. Like the technology is there now for mobile gaming to be something more and also have story-driven experiences like we see on computers. And I'd really like to explore that avenue. I know you keep saying like story-driven. So I'm assuming you also like like novels that yeah, yeah i was a big reader as a kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i felt it felt it's like everybody who loves story driven i feel like novels and reading has definitely also inspired us to kind of like want to put that in a more visual aspect yeah and i think that video games are really the perfect medium for that because movies and tv they're so passive and i felt like reading was always the most interesting part about reading was really being interactive and like imagining the stories in your own brain and like putting your own thoughts and feelings into it. And I think that video games allow you to do that, not necessarily in the same visual way, but more interactive, directly controlling what's going on in the story. Like choose your own adventure games. I think those are the most fun ones to be. Yes. <laughs> so how was your journey to reaching out to people? Because I know sometimes like, it can get intimidating to reach out yeah. to people. It was really intimidating. Um, and I also got a lot of messages myself when I joined Twitter and people saw that I was a girl, you know, interested in games. Um, it was really hard to put myself out there because I got lots of messages from people who were creepy, you know, saying sexually charged things and Ooh. like, yeah, I got some really nasty messages um, throughout the years. And then reaching out to people, I also I didn't always get a positive response from them either. Some people just ignored me. Some people would say, like, what you're working on isn't good. Like, just give up. Um, all that sort of stuff. But I still would say it's worth it in the end. Like, I got a lot of people who were encouraging, who were willing to play test my games, who were willing to give me advice and feedback and really mentor me. So I would say just do it. Just go for it. And yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the hate comments, I feel like it pushes people down to mm -hmm. wanting to join the industry. Because yeah, at the and end the of internet, yeah. putting yourself out there on the internet especially, it can be so hard because people can be anonymous and they can say really nasty things and you don't know who they are and they won't say it to your face. Oh yeah, that's the part about the internet. It's like there's yeah. no repercussions for it, which really sucks <laughs> because... <laughs> It kind of hurts you in a way because, again, words are still very powerful. Definitely. But I'm uh, glad that you were able to find people who did help you out and gave you mentorship and pretty much inspired you to kind of keep going. I feel like that kind of stuff should be shown around all around to other people. And yes. it should like there should be more programs that help starting students wanting to learn programming or game development. I think, yeah. especially game development, everybody is joining the programming world, but like it wasn't towards game development. And I was a little confused as to where to start because it's mm -hmm. such a broad area when you say programming, like you literally can go anywhere with that. But how do you join like a certain field that you want? Yeah, I think game development in particular can be very inapproachable because it does kind of seem like magic and nobody really understands what's going on. Um, so I think that developers who are in the industry now could do a better job of reaching out and saying that, hey, I'm here to answer questions. I'm here to teach people. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when you do reach out, some of them are artists, especially the girls are artists. 
Yes. And it's hard to find the programming girls. Yeah, it's kind of hard to put pressure on the girls who do program, though, because um, there's yeah. so few of us out there. And, like, if we're only responsible for kind of reaching out to people, then that's a lot of pressure on us. Definitely. I feel like it should be more, everybody should do it. It's yeah. not a question of whether you're a guy, girl, or anything. It's just you should just reach out to other people because including more people and having diversity within the field will kind of fuel in more ideas. Yeah, yeah reach out to people who aren't like you. Yeah. And you know, you never know who's actually interested, who's just lost and confused and wants to do it. Yeah, I think the games industry and the games that we have could be so much more diverse, as we were saying. Yeah, not a copy in, like, inspired by more. Yeah, just like... Go to itch.io and explore the front page and there will be so many different diverse ideas like that you've never seen before, either story-wise or mechanically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's amazing. And, that, uh, and I feel like games do bring a lot of people in together. Again, you got connected with your brother and yes. your father helped you with it and you, you kind of, it all connected and games do bring a connection. So why can't we as people connect with other developers? Mm-hmm. and help that's out really see well, that's where that's where my question comes in and it's just and i, I really know. feel that games are an art form and they can be used to express like every emotion that's under the sun not just like anger or power but also more quiet and calm emotions definitely and i and honestly games are everything everything we do can re- can relate to like a game yeah it's like a book Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of books. There's not specifically yeah. one specific book. Yeah. So you learned, like, again, self-taught. Is there, like, any books that you read that helped um, you? As I said, there was that Java for Dummies book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think mostly it was online resources, like videos, tutorials, Um I'm trying to remember if there was any specific book. I did read books on game design, like um, The Design of Everyday Things is a pretty popular book, and Game Design, A Book of Lenses. I don't remember the author's name. No, just just mentioning titles is good. I think we can search mm-hmm. them up. Google's yeah. our best friend. <laughs> That's true. You'll find them. It really does help out, like, also meeting other people and kind of working along them with them yeah. sides. Did you have anybody else that you kind of, like, worked with or was it all just always yourself as i said i grew up in a really small town Mm. um and there was nobody else doing anything like me um Mm. and then it really opened up a world for me now i live in halifax which is a pretty big city and i attend university which is so many more people like me all around me all of a sudden so that's been a really new experience for me having people in person to help me um, and I think that's really important, and it's kind of a shame that I didn't get that, but now I'm getting it, so it's good. Yeah, and how, how are you enjoying it right now? I'm really enjoying it. I'm really <laughs> glad that I got to move here and come to university. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it's just, I think it's pretty cool that you started out really young. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this weekend I'm actually doing a game jam. Jam is a great place to start because you can really go in with no experience and just get a whole game made in 48 hours. So this weekend is Global Game Jam. So there's, I think, like 123 countries are participating. 
And I never actually got to do this particular game jam before because you have to be in a physical location to participate. You can't just do it over the internet. Oh. And there was never a location in my town before. But this year, since I am living in a different city, there is a location here. So I have been going every day, um, today and yesterday, and working with people, other people making games in this room with like 60 other people who are just making <laughs> games. And that's and the coolest experience like I've never seen that many people making games before yeah it kind of reminds me of hackathons <laughs> yeah exactly it's the yeah. same idea definitely yeah I've been to hackathons and they're super fun it's like yeah and it's, it's a great it's a way really, to start yeah it's an inspiring atmosphere like you just get so many ideas so let's talk about your games in um itch.io <laughs> okay <laughs> I have them pulled up oh no squares land Yes, that was my latest game, No Squares Land. Um, it's sort of, I think all my games right now are pretty arcade based, at least No Squares Land and Racy. Um, and I usually try to like get a new mechanic in there that I haven't seen in any other game previously. So in No Squares Land, you can control like a bunch of different characters and they all have different tasks. So you can kind of strategize with the arcade elements as well. Mm. All the squares are so adorable. Yeah, I'm not really an artist, but I did try to learn some art and do all the art for my own games. Yeah, I think I think learning a little bit. You specialize in in programming, but you kind of yes. try learning a little bit more of everything so that you can become you can create your own games, and I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it feels good when your games look kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. What about Sea Glass? Sea Glass is a pretty special one because it was made for Mother's Day because um, me and my mother had this tradition of always going to beaches and collecting sea glass. And she's an artist, so she does work with sea glass and incorporates it into her art. So it was really important to her. And so I wanted to make a game kind of symbolizing that connection. Oh, wow. That's really nice. <laughs> That's like what I said, like narrative and emotional games that are just used to express feelings are really important to me. Yeah, I see. Oh, that's so cute. Another one, Racy. Yeah, Racy's probably the most arcadey one. Mm -hmm. It's just fun driving around, shooting. Yeah, I see. I see the track. Oh yeah. my god, the cars shoot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and you have a last one called Confidence. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of platformer games as well. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to make one. But I also wanted it, again, to be a little bit different, to have a kind of new mechanic and also express an emotion. So the emotion mm. I decided to comp to focus on for that one was confidence and how it can affect you. So when you're playing that game, the more you die, the less confident you feel and the harder the game becomes. Wow. I'm sorry. I really love games with, like, emotions in them. <laughs> like, yeah. that yeah. symbolize something like that. And I think that that's great i'm sorry i lost my words there <laughs> lately i have seen like i've heard that there's more um girls that starting up their own studios they're they're mm -hmm. they're finally being they're trying to like increase you know be noticed more and i think that's amazing and yeah and podcasts like this one would really help just yeah. getting your voice out there yeah it's important yeah. to like raise voices of and bring diversity and yeah. um yeah this podcast does 
include especially just include like women but there could definitely be more podcasts like for guys or for like Mm -hmm. i don't know just different minorities yeah the lgbt community is also important too so it's it's it shouldn't like just stop there with women there's like a lot of minorities in it and i can't wait to like see it all kind of bring to light (laughs) the more people we have making games the more different emotions we can express yeah and the way that it's expressed is gonna be increased like who i've never seen a platformer where it's like an emotion expressed in it it's usually always like really fast paced or like slow paced or Mm -hmm. it's just like pretty calm and chill but something like this this is great so i have a question for you now for girls who are starting to try to join in the game development field what kind of tips would you want to give them the biggest tip is just make games that's what i did that's how i started it's just looking up whenever i had a question google is your best friend (laughs) Um, just Start trying to make games, and if you have questions, you can ask people. You can reach out to people on Twitter. People who are in the industry are usually pretty nice. I know I said that it was slightly scary, um, and I had some bad experiences, but I think in the end, it was worth it, and you can do it. Yeah, you shouldn't let bad experiences kind of discourage you from everything. Yeah, and I think it will get better as more girls join the industry, then it'll become a much more friendly, welcoming place for everybody. So, um, Tabia, where can everybody find you? So, itch.io, so avalti.itch.io is my itch.io page if you want to play my games. And then I also post quite a bit on Twitter, and <laughs> my handle is avleti, so A-V-L-E-E-T-E-E on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, I'll make sure to let everybody know where okay. you can find on the description below. Um, I know I've been very quiet about like where finding all these links. Uh, if you guys are on like the Anchor app or iTunes, like every description has the links towards like these um, these platforms where you can find these amazing girls. And if you are interested in like game development, why don't you give it a shot? Yeah, it's not it's not something like it's completely out of this world. It just takes a learning curve and like passion for it. I think passion is, like, the number one thing. Yeah, I'd agree. You have to have if you want to do anything. And I am excited to see more girls jump in into the game development field. Mm Because it's, like, a nice community to have as well. You know? Yeah, for sure. Increasing, like, the minority gap would be nice. And I think there are lots of girls who are passionate about games. I don't doubt that. I see lots of even Mm -hmm. little girls playing video games these days. Yeah, it's definitely is definitely now being seen by my more girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still again not marketed for girls, but it's more accessible for us. It's getting better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's exciting to see. So, Tobia, thank you so much for being here and showing us how passionate you are, and you are still studying computer science, and that's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, there needs to be more girls in tech, and I'm excited to see you. And I'm just, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. And everybody else, I will see you all in the next episode of Hashtag Girl Gamer. Bye. Bye.